Amanda. No, it's not Adam. It's me, the commander in chief, GI Mary Jane, joining you this beautiful Wednesday from the Platoon 420 Mobile Command Unit here. Would you believe I actually had to drive about 30 minutes from the property just to find signal? Even though I've got this fancy new 5G Verizon phone, I don't want to. I don't want to like start every single one of Adam's shows. Like we've got a chance to to change it, uh, but I don't want to start every single one of them with this Verizon rant. But dear Lord, I mean 5G. I find myself a nice parking lot. It says 5G right here on the phone. Uh, but when I go to connect, I couldn't see Jim. All he could see was this funny little circle, the uh, the buffering, the buffering logo. Um, so Verizon lets us down again. Uh, but hopefully I won't let you down today. No pressure, Joey. No pressure. Uh, Carrie Espinosa was very specific in her good morning. Good morning, Carrie. Thank you for joining us. Um, we've got some links today. Unfortunately, I'm kind of raw dogging it right now. Um, so I will be checking out all the links right here on the horizon while i i'm still running i've got my little buffering thing again this is crazy yeah you're back I was sorry to interrupt. I was just producer noting that you were froze there for a second. So I didn't want to, I don't know how long to leave it froze before I have to interject and say something. We can't just leave a frozen screen on for people to watch. I, don't, man, I can't, I can't wait for Starlink to come in. I feel like as soon as we have Starlink on the property, everything's going to be okay. But, but then again, just like my rant with this 5g not working, I wonder if Starlink isn't going to have so many bugs that it's going to be just as frustrating. Well, hopefully, hopefully, because they're running beta right now, aren't they? From what I understand, some people are, are using Starlink Internet right now in certain places and they're beta testing it and, and working out all the glitches and everything, supposedly. So, yeah, that's, that's what I hear. Probably in the, the bigger cities, it's going to be a while till they till they get over to Gardenia, of course. Um, but I'm just stoked that it's available in the area. I don't know if you remember. Or anybody watching remembers the um, the two nights or three nights actually that the Starlink satellites flew over the property. Yeah. In yeah, that was so cool. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Um, well, why don't you start off with the producer notes, Jim, just in case I and I'll reload while you're doing that. Okay. <laughs> All right. That sounds good, everybody. Everybody, if you want to follow along, we did post. Uh, the few links we got a short link show today. We got no Adams uh, not hosting, so we don't he we don't have the ability to go through a million links and cover everything with such ease. Uh, so if you want to follow along with the links, we do have t.me forward slash Adam versus Man is our public Telegram channel. It's where you can do that. Um, we have we have a contest today. Today's a meme contest, so get ready for that. Get your brains working on memes uh, while I pull up the other uh, links today. Man, we're we're running low today. Okay, patreon.com forward slash Adam versus the man. This is the ways you can financially support the show. We got one, we got five, 10, even a $50 a month package. $10 a month is a sweet spot. That's going to get you access to a private producers club where we have our, uh, our backstage chats 24 hours a day. You got access. If you're in the private producers club, 
you can directly message Adam in there and suggest something for the show. It's basically like text, text messaging Adam. So 10 bucks a month, you can basically have Adam's phone number personally and get a hold of him at any time, run ideas by him, try to get on the show, anything. Let, let your mind take away from that. Next, we go to Instagram at the Garden of Freedom. You can see a, a picture of our current coast host today, GI Mary Jane, with her little kitty there. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is where you can find all the pictures and videos of all the beautiful life going up there in Gardenia. So definitely check that out. Get connected and follow it. New pictures and videos all the time. So it's definitely cool, uh, a cool account to follow. Uh, next, we check out homefrontbattlebuddies.com, the veterans nonprofit organization that gathers veterans from all across the country and uh, brings them in to work together through healing therapies and uh, different things like that. You can donate through different links on the website, homefrontbattlebuddies.com, and all of your donations are tax deductible. So that's a great option. Just keep that in mind, uh, homefrontbattlebuddies.com. Check it out. Next, we check out the crypto6.com. This is the Bitcoin church that was raided up in Keene, New Hampshire. You've heard me mention it if you watched the show before. If not, this is the website you can go to to donate through these crypto through these QR codes. You can donate different cryptocurrencies to help with their legal funds, etc. And this button right on top says right to those still in cages. I believe Mr. Nobody, as far as I know, is still sitting in a cage. So it'd be awesome of you to write him a letter and uh, say whatever you want. Just write him a letter and get it to him because it's always nice to receive mail when you're sitting in a cage. Next. GoGreenEnergyOnline.com is the do-it-yourself website where we uh, send people to to learn more about solar panels, micro wind power, zero energy homes, a really informative website. It's got all the contact information for Mr. Nygaard, who runs the site that we have on the show Fridays. So if you're looking to go uh, off-grid or just get yourself solar, solar sustainable or micro wind power on your property, GoGreenEnergyOnline is an excellent website for you, GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Okay, that's all I got for promos. We're going to pull up the commander in chief and I hope you all enjoy the show. What's going on again, guys? Jim, thank you. I am multitasking right now. Unfortunately, um, my Verizon is not working. My 5G started with that rant. Um, so I tried to hotspot my laptop to this device while streaming from it and this thing got completely like molten lava level hot and I had to turn it off and let it cool down just in time to link up. So hopefully, hopefully we can make it through the end of the show. I am going to um, reach out to you guys and ask you to help me out here at nine o'clock. Uh, Jim's going to post the link for you to join and uh, we're going to take some calls. We don't have a lot of news links today. Um, I'm reading them off my phone. So bear with me. Uh, but we're going to have some fun either way. Um, I was going to start with a weed story, but I feel like I should pause for a minute um, and 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 talk about, um, Jim, if you want to bring up the USA Today article. Historically wet monsoon season sends water churning through Tucson. And I want to start with this uh, because, you know, life in Gardenia is, is, is different, I guess. Right? We don't have... We don't have the government roads. Um, we don't have trucks coming through paving all the time. Um, and, and we got stuck on the property for about four days, myself and Ed. Uh, actually got back from Colorado just in time. Um, and the roads dried up just in time for me to get here. Um, but up in Tucson, it's pretty crazy. It says, 
Monsoon weather continued to douse Arizona with rain, creating flood around Tucson, Arizona. Oh, the dry riverbeds overflowed with churning water. Uh, there's a video there. I don't know. I'm scared to play it, man. We're gonna we're gonna anger the censors here. But Jim, if you could play that, it's pretty incredible. Um, the road, the dirt road leading up to Mull Road that enters into Gardenia um, was completely completely washed out. I actually tried on Monday to leave the property. But there's rocks. There's these big boulders that have been brought to the surface from all of the wash water coming through. I mean, our road looked like a virtual um, river itself. Like we had a pool in the backyard. Thelma and Louise loved playing around in it. They decided that that was their little spot and their little cool off pool. Um, and for like three or four days, they went bouncing into all the puddles throughout the property. Um, it was insane. I'm glad that the roads are okay, though. And I bring this up because we have people that come through and are paid by your money, your taxpayer money, to deal with these roads, right? So what happens? We just had this huge monsoon come through wash out all the roads, create rivers and lakes and, and, and recreate washes that haven't been there for years. I would venture to say, I mean, the rain is way worse this year than it has been in years past in the area. Um, and yesterday when I was coming back into the road, lo and behold, there was a human being, an actual human being in his own piece of machinery. Um, and forgive me, for being too girly here, I don't know the name, but 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 like a big bulldozer with 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 the um with the buckets on the front, flattening out the road, and I mean it warmed my heart. Um, just a testament to off grid living that you don't need this governing agency to tell you what to do and how to think. You don't need rules in order to better yourself, right, and and make yourself more whole. Um, you just need to be a better you. Josh Long says, good morning, Freedom Fighters. Good morning, Josh. Thank you for joining us. I've got a lot prettier today. Um, but no, just, just the rain. And, and maybe maybe I'm just being that weird, like, you know, SJW in this. But, but seeing that display of community. Uh, somebody just waking up the very first day that they were able to do anything about it and do something about it without being told, without being paid, without being strong-armed, without having the threat of men with guns coming after them. I mean, that was that was incredible. Um, wow. I mean, look at that. Insane, you guys. It's It's like an actual river and i keep thinking back to that movie a river runs through it so of course i'm showing my age but um let's bring co-host aunt uh i want to know aunt how the weather's been around uh around your area buddy good morning yeah good it's morning. currently raining actually it just started raining out so, so we've been getting abnormally or an abnormal amount of rain this year it's been unseasonably cool in west texas west texas typically is the hottest part of the country on average and we're actually cooler in the last two months than we have been in like 30 years or 40 years and 
I mean, it's the weather's definitely, you know, been a little bit different. Me and Jim were talking about it backstage, how the weather's been kind of acting up a little bit. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. It's I mean, I, I, I don't know if you're familiar Slab City. That's that's down in Death Valley. Um, yeah. It's like 80 degrees there now. Like that doesn't even happen in the winter time down there. It's 80 degrees. And right now I saw a post from a friend that said it was a cool 85 degrees there. So crazy, crazy weather. It's like 2020, the apocalypse started in 2021. Mother Nature was like, hold my beer, right? Like I'm going to, I'm going to handle this a lot better than COVID. And it's, it's kind of, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of I mean, like. Humans probably deserve it anyways. I mean, let's just be real. Like we're, we're parasites on this planet, you know, and we, we try to be enlightened parasites. But I mean, if you look at the definition of a parasite, that's what we are. We don't give anything back to this planet. All we do is take from it where we don't have a symbiotic relationship. Nothing we do on this planet helps it. Yeah, I mean, but I wonder if that was always true. I mean, I think back to native cultures where people actually lived with the land instead of on the land, right? They utilized it. They were building their house out of natural things, which is it's kind of what we're trying to do here in Gardenia. You know, we don't, of course, we're building with tires and bottles, but these things would otherwise go to a landfill and end up in the ocean. And isn't it a lot better to build with these stuff? I do wonder what's going to happen with deterioration over the years. But um, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Like, like, don't you think that, humans used to work better it's weird because adam always talks about i, I think evolution. we i think before the the industrial revolution we probably lived closer with our environment we probably had less of an impact than we do now with modern technology with all the automobiles and big factories and everything fossil fuel burning and i worked fossil fuels as, as everybody knows as my my industry that i'm in we are definitely having a lot more of an impact than we would have. But I think we always have had an impact. It was just more minimal before the Industrial Revolution. Now it's it's wide scale, spread out. And me and Jim will talk briefly off on and off about this. Um, I don't think that in the grand scheme of things that humans have as much of an impact as you know you would think that they would. Micro, like in small, yes, like uh, in small amount, we definitely are causing an impact, but. You know, Jim used an analogy, you know, eventually the earth is going to be just tired of us to shake us all off like fleas. And so and then it'll be a global reset, you know, and the, the earth will heal itself. And we not we might not be around, but the earth will fix itself. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with it. And the earth always does fix itself. Like there's so many examples of where man has come in and tried to fiddle with things. And the earth was like. Fuck you! I've got this. You, know? oh, you mean like you mean like when the government steps in and tries to fuck with shit, and then the people are like, "No, fuck you." It's yeah, and that's what the same thing. It's it's government oversight. It's government regulations that's creating this this mass, you know, boost of fossil fuels when we have the resources to do it in in smaller scale and still be sustainable and healthy and productive. Um, but but yeah, I mean, and 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 even going back, you think of of the Roman Empire. Uh, back when the Catholic Church was actually the, the, the form of government in the area, all these all these things that they initiated. I even think of agriculture, right? Um, I would argue that agriculture, organized, big agriculture is where we went wrong. Consider that, you know, now you're growing 
a bunch of corn in this isolated area. And that corn's emitting whatever gases it does to go back into the ozone. And now it's in this concentrated area. Like, and I've always wondered what that's done to the climate over the years. You know what I'm saying? Before you might have, you know, a little colony of people, a couple of dozen, a couple hundred, small little farms scattered out wherever the natural plant would grow. They would just kind of grow around it. Uh, and then we decided to manipulate and move that stuff around. And I always wondered how big of an imprint that had. Surely not as big as where we're at now, but. Right. Well, you, when you look at, you know, agriculture and farming in general, and you start looking at like even like cattle and the amount of cattle that, you know, we have a, a million times more cattle on the planet now than we did thousand years ago and that's causing a definite impact and not only do we have all these cattle but all these cattle are herded in this one small little area that's causing you know uh, the greenhouse right. gases basically that we were we all were fearing back in the 80s with acid rain i mean we're, we're basically doing the same thing you don't hear about it as much because still factories are the ones that were forced to crack down on their on their ambitions and that kind of put a halt to that you know not all the al gore you know, you know, Green Party stuff that was, you know, being pushed on us back then. But agriculture in general right definitely has an impact. Approach, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, agriculture has a definite big impact and as far as like cattle and, and hogs and I mean all these animals that we're keeping in very small confined areas in the wild did be spread out. Right. So a small amount here or there, you know, it dissipates, but when you have the concentrated amount, it's a lot harder for these for these you know, like methane for the for the cows and cattle, it's a lot harder for that to dissipate. You know, yeah, have you ever big... seen these farms? Like, have you ever I... seen these factory farms? There was I mentioned Slab City earlier. Um, there's a big farm that, and, and I mean, it stretches a mile of the highway, and who knows how far it goes back into this farmer's property. But we call it Kauschwitz. Like these these cows, over shoulder to shoulder, right? Like crammed in to these pens, just just thousands of them in these awful conditions it it physically pained me to drive through and and see that a because the mistreatment of these animals and i don't know to be honest if it was a slaughter farm or a dairy farm or what this place was it's cruelty farm that's it doesn't matter whatever they're doing is unnecessary clearly because these cows are, are living the way they are but but then yeah at some point and this is when i started thinking about the agricultural thing was that i'm like what what's going on to the ozone or with the ozone here in death valley right and we've got right. all these cows amazed. hear those sirens it's not me it's not me <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear the sirens in the background but my heart always jumps when i do <laughs> but no um and do we have a comment contest today i know jim was mentioning something i i still um uh, so i'm gonna go with um we talked about backstage with Jim's contact comment contest. We have a, a picture that we want to caption. Um, so the best caption for this picture uh, is our comment contest. So I want to see some some good captions for this picture. That is you adorable. Win entry into the Adam versus the Man Producers Club for the winner and. Uh, as Jim said, you can sign like our personal private little chat room that we chat with each other. We share news links. A lot of those news links that are shared by the people actually are used in the show. So if, if you get into the 
the producers club and you have a link or you have an article that you think is just, you know, something that needs to be brought up, then, you know, share it with us there and we can, we usually put it up in the show. So comment contest, let's, let's caption that, that cat picture. I love it. I'm um, looking at it right now. I'm trying to figure out that. I think that's fury. Yeah, that's fury. So we have two orange kittens, one's fire and one's fury. Fire has a, a white flame coming up from his head and fury you see here doesn't uh, those guys are way bigger than that right now it's crazy how quick these kittens grow man i was gone for a week adam's not gonna believe it when he gets home and sees how big they are i saw one of the kittens running across the property and it i thought it was one of the mama cats it was it was like that it was pretty crazy <laughs> and so it's also funny that you mentioned you know you're going by the, your couch wits or whatever um so i ride a motorcycle uh, when on my free time, when I get time, but I live in West Texas, it's cattle central, right? So on the way to a car show in New Mexico, I have to drive past three feed yards. It's, there's a cloud in the air. Uh, when you go past these feed yards, it's like, and it is, Oh my gosh, the, the cloud is like cow feces and, and urine. And like, it's in the air it's so thick that it, literally it stains the air and I was, you drive through it and I had my, my helmet on, but, um, I get home like the next day I go pick up my, my riding jacket. Oh man, my riding jacket just smelled the high heaven of the feet. Yeah. It's so it's nasty. Like, oh my God. That's the you only know? time I'd wear my mask this winter is driving past Kalshowitz. Like it was a good reason to actually put my Corona mask on, right? Not, not to stop the spread of disease, but to stop that smell. And, and like, even that, I, I in the mask, you could still smell all those particulates in the air, which just even made it more clear that these masks are doing absolutely no help for us. Um, and speaking of masks, it is wake and bake. Do you have COVID vitamins? You don't. You don't take COVID vitamins with us, do you? I, I do <laughs> not take COVID vitamins. I I have not since my early twenties. <sighs> it's okay. So. It's okay. You can be a. Um, uh, what's what's the word? So, uh, a sober ally. We call them sober allies in the activist world. And we've sure. got somebody out there really rooting yep. for So I want to give a shout out to here to Chris Regpick. He says, I know that smell of Lubbock, Texas is awful. I live in Amarillo. Yes. We're neighbors. That's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, always sweet. glad to see other people that are from. Yeah. So the next big town over from us is Lubbock. Uh, for an Amarillo, and I'm actually in Odessa right now, but but I just had to give him a shout out there. And uh, Rocky um, Landstone on YouTube wants to know, hey, can we do chat Q and A's? Uh, absolutely. If you have questions, we have answers. And that and that like somebody's uh, we're gonna get sued for somebody using somebody's catchphrase now, but <laughs> <laughs> is that trademarked? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. We're gonna get in trouble. Probably, and you know, I'm surprised that we haven't got hit by the sensors. Actually, and, and I'm happy um, for the COVID vitamins we take every day. I've got these two beautiful ladies right here. Do you see? Is she pretty? Nice. And it's good stuff, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that we aren't getting hit by the sensors for this. Um, just another testament to Adam's claim that it is the beginning of the middle of the end of the drug war. Um, because as long as you're not crazy about it. It seems to be one of those things that's getting under the sensors. I remember the beginning of the whole uh, weed legalization thing where you couldn't, uh, you typed weed in Facebook and all of a sudden you had 30 day bans all over you. 
That's crazy. So I have to say we're at least moving forward in that matter. And at that, Jim, can you play that song for us, bro? Is it ready? Is it ready? All right. All right. Texas finally uh, passed their deal where they're going to uh, legalize medical marijuana. Really? I don't. I'm not sure the exact details on it. I know it's geared towards veterans, but I'm not sure if it's going to be a widespread medical marijuana. Uh, currently in Texas, it's only legal to prescribe marijuana for epilepsy, but it's still legal to possess or purchase marijuana in texas even with a prescription but you can get a prescription for it so it's kind of a catch-22 currently but that new legislation was passed and it should be coming into effect soon i'm not sure if it'll come in in uh, september like with our constitution carry laws or not but i'll have to do some more research to figure out when that's coming in so yeah definitely keep me up to date on that texas I feel once they go, I mean, Virginia just legalized. That's crazy to me, Virginia. And I mean, I don't know if you know my story, but I've got a kid in Virginia and I'm not allowed to see him because the court think that my medical cannabis patient status makes me a potential danger to him. So I would visit him at school and it got to the point where his father would use the system by proxy. I got pulled over outside of his school after bringing pizza to school for the kids and doing recess and having all sorts of fun. Um, I get pulled over outside of his school on an anonymous tip that I was some crazy drug dealer. And of course, all I had was two grams of my legal meds in my car. Um, I wasn't stupid. Like I left everything at home because I felt like there might be an issue. Um, I only brought with me what I needed in the case of like an inflammatory, like a gut inflammation attack or a panic attack. And I brought two small little amounts. I made sure to keep them in their label bags. And, you know, later that got dropped. But I've got this fear now, right? Like I'm, I'm not going to go visit my kid's school and end up in handcuffs again. They are going to drop the charges a second time on me. And what good is a mother to their child in jail? Um, but now as of July 1st, Virginia is legal and I can't fucking wait dude, to go back and visit that kid without any fear of retaliation. Um, Steven, Z, Z, I'm going to butcher it. Steven Z chimes in says PTSD medical cannabis is coming to Texas for $150 recommendations. Then get, then go get the one THC product from the dispensary and the home site or legal cannabis is just easier. Illegal cannabis is just easier. I, I can't argue with that, Stephen. And, and DC is kind of that way. Um, and I like it and dislike it at the same time. So the way that DC did their medical laws um, and actually we're going to have Adam Finger on who frameworked this legislation years ago. Um, I think next Tuesday uh, we'll promote that. But Adam Heidinger of DCMJ wrote this legislation. Like I said, I, I like it, but I don't. Um, so there is a medical market, but nobody uses it. I think there's like four or five medical dispensaries in DC. And when you walk in, absolute shit products. Like it's just, I mean, it's, it's terrible. Um, but they have an open market where it's decriminalized it's legal to uh, grow. It's legal to possess. Uh, it's legal to 
to uh, manufacture, meaning you can make oils and concentrates and whatnot. But there's no recreational market per se. It's also illegal to transfer, but not for the exchange of money. So the way it works in D.C. now is you have all these growers and what you do is you donate to their grow co-op. Right. So it's $60 for you to donate to their grow co-op to help the grow continue. And for $60, you get a free quarter, a free quarter of weed. Um, so I like that because it keeps the little farmers ahead. I hate it because you have to use different words to get around the system. And I also hate it because senior citizens are not going to walk into these rave like environments. I mean, because they're parties when you walk in there. They're fun. It's a great night. Um, I would hope that over the years, it's been a few since I've been there, that they've kind of calmed down and made these parties better for the, you know, 50, 60 plus demographic. But when I was there, I mean, I, I'm almost 40 now and I still would be hesitant to walk into these scenes because like if I want weed, I just want weed. I don't want to necessarily go to a party, you know. Um, so that framework, kind of cool, kind of not. Um Medical markets suck either way. Um, let's see. Rick Landstone has a question. Have any of you hosts, I'm not familiar with your names, seen any of the January 6th commission from yesterday? I didn't see any of it. Did you watch any of that, Ant? I have not. Uh, I've been real busy. Um, so for those of you that don't know, well, again, uh, some of you tuned in late. I'm I'm Ant. This is, this is Joey or G.I. Mary Jane, as you probably know her. Um, and again, Adam, uh, had to take a, a day off. He had some other things going on today. So we're taking over the show for him for the day. Um, no, I haven't watched any of the commission from January 6th. I do know that, um, I watched something. In, so they're talking about how dangerous these insurrectionists were and, you know, when people were shot, they always failed to mention that the only person that was shot was shot by Capitol police. You know, so there was no weapons that were found as far as firearms, as far as I'm aware of, in the actual Capitol building. The Capitol building, for the most part, is public property. There were places that obviously you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to be in the damn chamber when they're having Congress. You're not supposed to be in their offices. Um, there's a reason why, you know, that, that whole thing is a lot of propaganda. I'm not saying that those people should have been in there necessarily tearing things up and destroying things. But I'm also going to say that I understand what they were coming from and the the whole situation behind it you know i actually got in trouble on facebook i got banned for uh two weeks because i said they should burn it to the ground but i was being sarcastic because you know remember like minneapolis and they were burning minneapolis to the ground so i was and like they should common, burn it to the ground i was being sarcastic that's a I got common thing people say i can't believe you caught a ban for that like so but when i but when i mentioned it in minneapolis that we should burn it down like that facebook was totally okay with that like hell yes like you're rock on guy you're being woke but don't do it to the capital like uh, come on like have, have, have the same set of standards right so no, I haven't watched the commission yet. It'd be something that I'm, I might end up looking up here later on. But I, I know that a lot of that uh, they, the first person who hit I know hit felony charges recently on that, which is going to set precedent for everybody else. And, you know the the guy with the horns, he's claiming insanity, uh, an insanity plea, and I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. Um, so the the thought that they are violent protesters is the only part that I get kind of gets me thrown off because. And all the videos that I watch, and I don't know if you guys know you can do this, but if you go to Snapchat, you can go to location and you can find the hot spots. You can watch all the the public really? Snapchats. You can watch. I, I watched 
all from the, the area. Not that's cool. right. I, I watch people's videos from inside the, the Capitol. I watch all those videos live as they were happening. I watch them post these videos. I saw no violence. The only violence that I seen was when the the you know veteran lady. I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. When she was shot by Capitol Police. Now, but, did people die? Yes. Breaking they, windows is not violent, but an act of aggression. And and no violent, you know, because you you break you break you break glass and it shatters into somebody. You could cause them physical harm, well, right? Look at look at uh, like the concerts back in Aerosmith back in the mid '90s, where Aerosmith had to take a hiatus from touring because people were getting trampled to death. Because there's yeah. so many people in such a small area, and everybody's pushing everybody. Have you ever been to a rock concert? You know, if you're down in the pit, you're oh, getting I'm a mosh pit princess, aunt. I don't know if you know, but I have probably at least a thousand mosh pits under my belt and i'm not exaggerating i'm talking like two a day through my teens and into my 20s and and yeah the mosh pits insane and and people people get hurt <laughs> it's funny right that, no at a rock and roll event everybody's expecting that we all look out for each other when somebody falls we pick <laughs> them back up right Right. Well, when you're at a political event, most of these people probably never been to a heavy metal concert. People are falling down. They're getting trampled on. They're going to get hurt. Some people are going to die. Some of the deaths are people that had um, like a heart attack. They're labeling that as a death too, because they weren't able to get medical treatment because they're so crowded. Awesome, but they had a heart attack. You know, I'm like, well, see, my friends that have heart attacks from the SWAT team coming in, like I, I say that that's, you know what I mean? So I'm glad if they're admitting that. And they can admit that the people who end up in the hospital over nonviolent raids um, were also victims of said action. Can we yeah. do that? Can we say at least there's a parallel there, maybe. But like you said, it doesn't matter. They're going to still use the uh, the semantics and, and, and censor the hell out of us, no matter what. Burn it to the ground here or burn it to the ground there, right? It's, it's the world we live in. Uh, I don't know. January 6th was, and actually, um, I'm glad that caller brought that up, but um, there's an uh, an article in the Producers Club notes. Um, what is this on tc.com? Makes for a good Court segue. Orders. What's that? That makes for a good segue. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent one. Court orders U.S. Capitol rioter to unlock his laptop with his face. <laughs> so Zach Whitaker on TC writes this, and this was published uh, two days ago. Ed, if you're watching, this one might hit a nerve for you. A federal judge in Washington, D.C. has ordered a man accused of participating in the U.S. Capitol riot on January 6th to unlock his laptop with his face after prosecutors argued that the laptop likely contains video footage that would incriminate him in the attempted insurrection. Guy Reffitt was arrested late January, three weeks after he participated in the riot and has been in jail ever since. He's pled not guilty to five federal charges, including bringing a firearm to Capitol grounds and a charge of obstructing justice. His Windows laptop was one of several devices seized by the FBI, which investigators said was protected with a password but could be unlocked using Reffitt's face so it's so wow. hold on so they arrested him in mid-january right so a few weeks after the incident and one of the charges is possession of a firearm so i don't recall them ever recovering any firearms there so is this like an after the fact charge like you know what if we can convict this guy of possession of a firearm we can say that we had firearms on the scene 
yet nobody maybe was in his car right i mean dc is all federal property i don't care where you're standing you're on federal right. property it's not so technically the united states and dc kind of like the the damn military base right yeah. it's it's property of the united states it's not the united states exactly so it's property of uh, and and ed once um so when the fbi came took ed's cell phone ed was right away quick to say hey Here's my password. Nothing to hide. Go do your thing. Um, normally, like Pop Brothers at Law Monday said, we would recommend not talking to the police. But, you know, with something like this, you got the FBI here. If you've got nothing to hide, it, it's it's better to make life easier. And it's a good thing Ed did, because when he read, when we sat down and read through that warrant, they had the authority to forcibly hold him down, use his fingerprint it's insane. Psychic taxi. There's Ed right there. I am not a criminal. No, no, you're not. You're not. a. Nobody is a criminal for being there. January 6th. I'm sorry. Like, do I agree with the actions or not? I'm not even going to like open that can of worms because it's so subjective in so many different ways. Uh, you got to consider, was it infiltrated? Was it set up? I, I don't want to open that can of worms, but nobody who was there is a criminal. Right. If if you broke a window, you're breaking and entering. So you're a criminal. Let's let's figure out what what the app, you know, the, the, the appropriate penalty is for you. If you walked into, uh, you know, the, the, the floors of Congress and you stole paperwork, well, then you stole something. So then you're a criminal. But you're not a criminal for just being there. Just like I'm not a criminal for having drugs on me. Drugs, dangerous drugs. Um, but if these drugs in my system made me commit a crime, they would charge me for having them in my system, not the actual crime that I committed. And that's kind of what we're looking at here. I think with the January 6th, they're, they're trying to criminalize everybody who was on site. And you had journalists there. You had housewives there who, you know, people didn't know what was going to go down. Um, and, and we've got the FBI right now labeling everybody as criminals. Well, the, there's videos where they showed the the police, you know, that eventually they were given the order to let him through because there were so many people that were trying to get in and they figured that to stop the violence, they would let them in. And normally you can, they do tours, you know, that's, that's most of that area is public anyways. So they let them in. So they, they let them in. So if you walk, if you're one of those people that walked in the doors, and you're following this big crowd of people and you're like, hey, check this out. You know, you're you got your phone out. You're taking Snapchat. You're like, I can't believe this is crazy. Look what's going on. This is a big movement. And then you know, the you're, you're at Vallejo getting like, a call from the FBI saying, I know you were in D.C., so we're, we need to investigate you. Um, you know, Rock Landstone said that, uh, you know, maybe they got video of the gun. Yeah, maybe. Where? I mean, I guarantee you there's more Snapchat videos available than any of the cameras that they had. There's, you know, 30,000, 40,000 people there in that one little area, not to mention the hundred thousands of people that all have their phones out. There's definitely that I didn't see any, anyone with firearms. Uh, if they can prove that there are firearms, they can prove insurrection. If they can prove insurrection, they can put bigger charges on. There's only been what three or four people in the history have ever been successfully tried for uh, insurrection. It's a very hard charge, I but yeah, you could argue if that's the case, if simply having a firearm on you in D.C. is is is, you know, insurrection, um, then then that's 
what Adam did when he loaded the shotgun, right? And that's not at all what was going on. And that's not what was going on with these people. And honestly, like we said, DC is property of DC, not the United States itself. Um, and a lot of people coming from out of town may not know that. So they had their firearm on them. I, you know what I mean? Like I said, even if it's in the car, they can still be charged for it. So I bet a lot of these firearm charges hopefully will end up being dropped in the end. Um, Jim says, I wish I was in DC on the 6th so I could tell them to fuck off when they try to investigate me, right? Right? <laughs> like, I wish a motherfucker would. Now, I was, I was scared that day. Uh, my son's father is you know claims to be a three percenter and was was screaming and being all aggro in the days leading up to this and always heard him yelling in the back we're going january sick blah 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 and uh it, whatever this guy does a lot of talking anyway his little action so i didn't think anything of it when i woke up that morning and i like go to my facebook feed it was like holy shit dude i mean do you remember that day like could you i couldn't believe what i was seeing so then i go to my son's phone and I can ping it. It's got like a GPS, a family link thing on it. And his phone is sitting one hour away from the Capitol at his dad's buddy's house, who I know has this cache of weapons. And I'm not obviously not knocking him for that, but my heart sunk. And I started texting everybody that I knew was there as a journalist. Like, if you see this boy, tell him the password is. I mean, I was, they really made that look crazy. And then I stopped for a minute and thought back to, um, the Freddie Gray murders, right? Um, and and when the BLM movement really started taking uh, uh, form, taking shape, and that all started happening in Baltimore. And that's, that's my hometown. I was living uh, about an hour and a half away from there. And same thing, woke up that morning and I saw the, the riots and thought that my home was burning. And I hopped in the car and I went down there and it was one corner in Baltimore of a few people acting out and cameras just kind of zoomed down you know everybody's getting the right angle so it looks like there's a ton of people and everything else is business as usual everywhere so i have to assume and not having been in dc january 6th i had no idea that it was probably about the same scene that the cameras were just going crazy but the difference we have here is we've got the cell phone footage right right and so it's funny that you say that because some of the other incidents like uh, in washington you know, in the in the Chaz and everything, uh, when they were assaulting a police precinct, and I have people that live in that area that I know, and they're like, "Oh, it's not as bad as the news says." And normally, I would believe them, except then I go to the Snapchat footage, and it looks worse than the news is showing. And I'm like, "This really? Like, this is clearly from you know, I'm looking on the map. I'm um, I'm in nine different neighborhoods, and nine different neighborhoods show the same thing, and it shows like this huge area of about five squares." five to six square miles is just in complete like disarray and the news isn't showing that they're downplaying it. So it's funny how the news downplays some incidents and then tries to upplay other incidents, depending on what narrative they're trying to spin. And if you don't live there to verify, like you, you went home to see, to make sure if, but if you're not there, you're not around, you don't really know. And it's even more amazing to me that people that live there will try to, to make it seem like it's bigger or smaller than it is to fit their own narrative. Um, I try yeah. to be pretty like in the middle. Like I, I don't try to be objective or subjective. What I, I try to look at what I see and now analyze it, how it is, and then make my decision from there. And when I was making my decisions about what I was seeing and when people told you, you're just a, you're just watching too much CNN or you're just a, 
you know, Fox news loser or whatever. Like I didn't watch the news at all. I didn't get any of this from the news. I got this from <laughs> cell phone footage. I don't know what you're talking about. Then they about. tell you you're uninformed. Then they say, well, you didn't educate yourself. No, I did educate myself. I looked through the eyes of human beings who had boots on the ground. Like that is the best education you can get for anything. Well, I, mean, I, I, that I ran into Adam uh, originally because I was watching people's YouTube, uh, independent reporters. They would, they would record and they go live on YouTube with the individual reporting. And I was watching some of these things happen, you know, live, you know, where the news wasn't showing it. And some of them are in the United States, some of them are overseas. And then I stumbled on the man on the streets with, with, with Adam. And then like, I went down a long rabbit hole with, with Adam Kokesh. Cause I was like, this is the guy that he's, I like his videos the best. Pushes you that way, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has a way of kind of doing that to you. But so I'm, this is how I've gotten most of my news though, is from, independent people that are out there reporting you know even in uh in ferguson and even in uh you know st louis and and chaz and baltimore i mean all of these places my main source of knowledge was from firsthand reporting and not just taking the word for it, watching the videos as they're there and they're getting pepper sprayed on with their cameras out you know, you're watching them getting pepper sprayed as they're getting pepper sprayed and they're posting it like, like, you know, but then you see on the news, oh, you know, the, you know, they were uh, attacking the police and this and this and that. But all you see is them standing there and then peacefully and then get pepper sprayed or get beat with batons or shot with rubber bullets. And I'm just like, where was the police attacked here? It's like, and then about 10 minutes after the people are being attacked, then the people retaliate. And then that's what they put on the news. The people retaliating against being beat up by the cops. Of course. And, now, you know, and that's, a, that's a common trait of, of an abuser um, is, is pushing you, pushing a human being to their limit. Um, and when they defend themselves, they're saying, oh, they're the media does to us. And, and it's weird because you used to be able to you know, when something big was going on, Fox and CNN would always have their own spin. I used to like to watch both of them to figure out what they were both saying and then MSN in the middle of it, right? Um, but you could always go to like I'm talking dawn of the internet, early millennia, 2002, 2003. You'd always have like some local journalist who would really give, you know, their own story. And it, it would be truth, maybe not all the truth, but, but actual truth. But nowadays... Nowadays, it's crazy because there it is. That's a perfect meme to show. Um, if you look at all the local media, they're saying the same things. It's it's as if there's a, a template being sent out to everybody in the morning and they're just plugging in their city, state, and town right there. It's absolutely crazy. And, and the only thing we can trust anymore is people's live broadcasts. Right. But those are the things that the fact checkers are coming and saying aren't real. And, and I wonder if if people see the paradox in that, like we see the same headlines across the nation in local papers. There's an obvious coaxing going on. Um, but when you say, hey, I'm here at this place at this time and look, here's what's going on around me. Uh, you get flagged for misinformation. I, I don't. I'm getting audio mm -hmm. issues here, Joey. Uh, yeah. Well, let me move on with some headlines and see if you can refresh 
and fix that up. Um, I did want to get to this one headline from the New York Post that was rather concerning. And this one came out earlier this week. But the United Nations calls for a global ban on cannabis advertising. A global, not, not a global ban on cannabis advertising. Um, United Nations on Thursday called for a global ban on all advertising that promotes cannabis products. In a move that it said could mimic its efforts to lead a global effort to limit tobacco marketing and use. The UN can only recommend such a move and it will be up to member nations to implement and enforce any kind of advertising ban. That's good news. Unfortunately, we know the people under or the countries under the UN generally go the way the UN does because they've got that strong arm of the UN, Al Capone's proverbial gun in their face. You say no, you lose your privileges, right? Um, and and I, I had to bring this article up, even though it seems to be like a week old. Um, because I've always wondered about when the U.S. decided to ban cannabis, 1937, and 1913 is when everything started getting really hairy, but 1937 was the ban, federally illegal, you can't do it no matter what. All of a sudden, every single country across the globe started following suit. And like the idea of this just blows my mind. You think of Western cultures, right? Um, you think of, of Taoists and, and Buddhists that, that actually use cannabis as a sacrament historically. Um, even Judaism, cannabis was a sacrament uh, in history, we're finding now, thanks to archaeological finds. Um, but once the U.S. was like, no, nah, we're going we're gonna to get rid of cannabis, arrest the blacks and the Mexicans, and let the cotton companies take over, because uh, that's exactly what happened. The whole world followed suit. When I was a kid, I say kid, when I was in my teens and I saw that, that like, that's what really made me realize there's something else going on here, right? Like this is not just, each country is supposed to make its own rules, right? And some countries, women aren't allowed to speak without their husband's permission. Don't agree, but that's their law. In some countries, uh, you know, you can't drive unless you, I, I'm making, I'm pulling things out of my ass here. But but when you're a kid, you're taught that different countries have different laws and you can move to where what works best for you. Um, when one country demonizes a plant, an action, anything, and then the rest of the globe follows suit. You really got to sit back and ask yourself, like, are there powers that be? Are there other bigger things going on here? And the answer, the answer is yes. Nowadays, they call themselves the UN, the United Nations, you know, working for your best interest globally. Ding. We should get a soundboard for stuff like that. There's a quote in this article. A comprehensive ban on advertising, promoting and sponsoring cannabis will ensure that public health interests prevail over business interests. The UN Office on Drug and Crime wrote on its annual World Drug Report such a ban would need to apply across all jurisdictions, the global agency added. So, of course, you see it's for your, it's for your, because you can't 
cannabis companies advertise people using cannabis for their health. Obviously, you can stop right? Really? Time out. I'm sorry to interrupt, yeah, Mary Jane. Your your audio just took a took a crapper. You went into chipmunk mode. You may you may need to reset. I'm gonna go ahead and refresh. You guys have fun. Yeah. I'll be back, guys. Okay. While she's back, I'll go. I guess I'll go ahead and remind everybody of what the uh, well. Aunt can join me to help fill in while she's resetting her her connection there. Uh, let's remind everybody of the meme contest. Meme this picture. Boom. Meme the picture of this cat. That's the comment contest for today. So I don't know if we've had any entries. We'll get to Ant uh, later on after G.I. Mary Jane's done ranting a little bit. She's back here, so we'll get back to that. That's the picture for the comment contest today. Back. To How's my audio now? Looks like I went from four bars mysteriously down to two bars. Am I good? It's working for now. Your yeah. video lags a testing, little. Testing, testing. been doing that the whole time. Can you hear What's me? What's that? I can hear you. You oh, can hear okay, me? Yeah, yeah your video is lagging a little bit, but it's been doing that the whole time. We have to just get what we get with the video. But the audio is oh. back again, so we're good. Well, There's that's fine. There's the weed we... man for the comic contest. <laughs> Too unique, indeed. Where's the weed, man? The gardenia cats aren't allowed to, to come near the weed. We keep it away. We keep it away. Although I did use RSO to help my dog get through her serious burn situation she had a few weeks ago, uh, which I found to be a whole lot more effective than all the pain pills she gave me or they gave me. Dude, they wanted me to have her on antibiotics for like weeks. And like, that's not, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. Um, also, what's not cool is the UN trying to ban advertising. And actually, in the state of Maryland, um, and that's really where I got my cannabis activism start. That's my roots. In the state of Maryland, it's illegal to advertise on billboards and newspapers. Like, there's this crazy discrimination going on for the cannabis industry. And it looks like that's what the UN's trying to do here. And I go back to when I was talking about DC's market earlier and its pros and its cons. It's pros being the little guy can get ahead. It's con being there's no real recreational market. So the older people, um, you know, the, the boomer generation and above don't feel like they have a safe place to go purchase their cannabis. Um, same thing, you know, with the, the advertising. They're saying that that patients are going to be misinformed by advertising. No, no. Patients are going to literally be informed by advertising. Are, are you kidding me? Is it? Are we going to start demonizing, you know, tampon commercials because they make their commercials fun? Although I think that's pretty creepy, but hey, whatever. I'm not an advertising executive. Uh, but but no, you know, a, a, a company that sells a medical product, and I'm using tampons as uh, an example because you've all seen them. It's fun, giddy, happy, we're frolicking in a field, tampon commercials. Doesn't mislead me as a woman or any other woman for that matter from thinking that these things aren't good for me medically. So what's the excuse for cannabis, United Nations? I don't I don't get that. You know, we've got the Olympics kicking the fastest runner in the world out for cannabis. We got the UN stepping up to say no advertising instead of stepping up to say, 
let's just end this nonsense altogether. It really makes you realize where their uh, best interest is. Josh Long tunes in with a comment contest entry. Meow Meow says, where's my lasagna like Garfield? I love that one, Josh. I've got a like ancient 30-year-old sticker of of Garfield sitting in the back corner of this window that like I actually didn't even notice when I bought the car. I'm super stoked that it's there. Um, Rock Landstone, my comment contest entry. When Adam's shoulder-mounted assault kitty becomes self-aware, oh, oh shit, we have to find feline John Connor, don't we? <laughs> Fury is the shoulder-mounted assault cyborg kitty that's going to end up taking over the world. But we're training him. We're training him to be on our side. So it's okay. It's okay. We've got this. <laughs> We've got this. Uh, what else do we have in the headline block here? Bear with me. You guys like the raw dog edition? I kind of like reading off my phone. Maybe Adam should try this. Oh, I do want to talk about um, the Simone Biles incident. Um, and this comes from CNN.com. Simone Biles says she withdrew from finals over mental health concerns. USA gymnast Simone Biles, hometown Baltimore, huh? said she withdrew from today's team finals over mental health concerns. Biles broke down in tears as she addressed the media following the women's team's gymnastics final where U.S. team won silver. Here's her quote. Whenever you get in a high-stress situation, you kind of freak out, she said. I have to focus on my mental health and not jeopardize my health and well-being. We have to protect our body and our mind. It just sucks when you're fighting with your own head. Hey, Simone and the U.S. Olympic team manager, team coach. You know what really helps with mental health and overall endurance and pain release and muscle inflammation for incredible athletes, gymnasts in this case? Need. This, this stuff right here. It's good. It's good. So you just kicked out the fastest runner in the world for using cannabis for mental health reasons. Um, they noted that a family member had just died in, in her family. And that was when she said she used. If it were me, I would have told them it's none of their fucking business why I use. But be that as it may. Shikari gets kicked out for utilizing cannabis to better her mental health and put her in a position where she could have competed. While Simone Biles abstains from cannabis, I don't know if this is something she's considered or not. I'm going to assume it is having grown up in Baltimore and knowing how much cannabis is involved in that culture in Baltimore. Um, so, and Simone Biles, the best gymnast in the world, the best, um, has to drop out because mental health concerns. And bravo to you, Simone, for stepping down. Um, I hope you get through whatever mental fog you're going through. Um, I hope that cannabis is there for you. Well, 
it is in Maryland. If, if you're in Baltimore, go get your stuff when you get home. Um, but when you get through the haze, Simone, Baltimore chick to Baltimore chick, speak up for Shikari. Get the rest of your team to do it too. You know, I, I don't know, and nothing's come out, and maybe Simone will share, and maybe she won't, uh, what's going on. But let's face it, cannabis can be pretty monumental for any mental health ailment. Too Unique says, imagine the reaction if she medicated with shrooms. You know, and, and I wonder about that, actually. Too Unique, I'm glad you brought it up because... um. You know, I'm thinking about my buddies who went into the military right after high school. And when they would come home, we do a lot of mushrooms and acid. And why? Because that doesn't show up on tests. But it does if that's what you're testing for. But a lot of, uh, you know, when you go for a, a typical, what is it, six or eight panel drug test, um, they typically don't include hallucinogens on there. Why? I don't know. This is a good thing for us. Um, I don't even know, honestly, if they can test, if it's they don't do it because they can't. Or if it's just not a thing anybody does. Um, but yeah, there should definitely be, you know, the UFC has taken great strides in introducing cannabis on the mainstream, um, allowing their athletes to use it. Um, shrooms for sports. Totally. I could see microdosing being monumental for an athlete. Um, I, I just read an article recently, not an article, um, a blog, I suppose, um, of one gentleman's experience with LSD while at the gym. And he reported some shaky results until he figured out the right dosage um, for what he needed. But but yeah, too unique. Thank you for uh, for bringing that up. So on to... Some more fun news. That's it. That's that's all the icky. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. There is one more icky. There is one more serious icky coming out of Colorado. Fox 31 Denver. This is fucking gross. I'm so glad that I'm not in Colorado. And I'm so glad I drove home instead of flu because Colorado is now monitoring two people after monkeypox exposure on a flight. We just heard about the plague in... Colorado, and now there's monkeypox, and oh my god, gross. Uh, Colorado is monitoring two people who had potential exposure to monkeypox after encountering an infected traveler on a flight. The Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment confirmed the information to Fox 31 Monday evening, saying that the time that both people appeared healthy with no symptoms of infection, travelers are being monitored daily by public health through July 30th, which is the end of the monkeypox incubation period, according to the public health department. The news comes after a Texas man was first diagnosed with the disease in mid-July after he returned to the U.S. travel or from travel in Lagos, Nigeria. Lagos? Lagos? Let's call it Legos. Don't step on Legos, Nigeria. <laughs> monkeypox is a rare disease caused by infection with monkeypox virus and has only been documented six times outside of Africa, according to the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. 
Wow. And the article goes on to list all of the symptoms. If you want to hop on the Producers Club or go over to Patreon, you can find the links there. Um, gross. I really hope they get that under control. Like that's something uh, that's something the CDC could legitimately step in over. Uh, T. Vincent W. says monkeypox and plague. Well, maybe we'll have pyres burning in a few weeks. Is that is that a Game of Thrones reference? I like it. I like it. That's that sucks though. That sucks, you guys. It's uh, Apocalypse 2.0, right? We miss the murder hornets, but yeah, we've got monkeypox and the bubonic plague. So woo. <laughs> okay. A uh, little bit of good news. The next. Oh, Rock Landstone has a question. What do you think the difference between the left and right wing media is? Rock, nothing. Not their marketing strategy. That's what I think. Um, no, I don't know, Ant or Jim, if, if you want to tune in or chime in on this, but I don't, I don't think there's much difference. Like I said, uh, for years, I would do my best to watch Fox, watch CNN, watch MSNBC in the middle and try to figure out something from all of them. What I found is they're all telling you the same lies with a different spin, a different marketing strategy. Yeah, I was going to chime in, and uh, I, I think you're you're right on nail right on the head on that. There's there's not a difference between the two of them. I mean, they're they're each pushing an agenda. Both of their agendas is a different level of statism, right? They this this one over here wants to take away your rights and the promise for freedom, right? And this one wants to take away your rights for your safety. Right. So yeah. like they, they, they both won't take away your rights. They both pushing an agenda, left wing, white, right wing. It doesn't matter. That's why it's so important to really, in, in my opinion, to stop thinking inside of these these political tribal like mindsets. You know, don't just be Democrat. Don't just be Republican. Both of them have good points. They have to in order to get people. The problem is the way that they go about enforcing those agendas basically all of it involves in violating our civil rights. So, I mean, that, that was my take on that one. I don't know if you have anything to say to that, but that's kind of where I'm at on it. Yeah, I, I agree. And, um, actually, I don't know Jim, if you can bring up this quick enough, but Adam just made a tweet yesterday. Um, the mainstream media is at it again, right and left with duplicate Twitter posts spanning across all different networks from different human beings that, I mean, if you're telling me that the same people are making the same tweets a dozen times, like nah, that's, that's, that's set up. That's, those are fake accounts. I, gosh, they've got, they've got so much more access to these, you know, strategies, these propaganda strategies, kind of terrifying. Um, like we have, we've got these things, right? So we can, we can do our research ourselves. And I question as I walk around on a day to day, anytime I'm outside of Gardenia looking at the zombies, where are people aren't even like looking. Like I will see people use their cell phones to make a post asking some detailed question. And legit, if you copy and paste their post into Google, 
it'll pop up their answers. So instead of making the post on Facebook, that human being could have just asked and found the answers on Google and decided not to. So I don't know how much faith I have in in the human beings like want or need to educate themselves. And and I hate to say that. I know we're getting better um, as as a species, as a collective. I, I don't even know what word I'm looking for here, but I still see so many people out there asleep. Um, and that's rough for me. Like, I don't know. And is it, and if you get back on screen for a second, do you, you feel like you're seeing more or less program zombies like now than say in your twenties, like, you know, just kind of, the gap in between is more let's say uh, rephrase the question i'm not sure i understand what you're asking more like woke individuals like you know say in, in 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 the birth of the internet people did not do their own research um obviously because oh. you had to wait for dial up so you had a lot of people that didn't want to educate themselves do you think there's more or less people now? Because I still see, obviously, people that, that well, refuse to educate themselves. Well, like, you know, it's interesting you say that. And now that you say it that way, I kind of see where you're going with this. Because, uh, it, you know, back in the early 2000s, the Internet was fairly new. I was already, my first thing I did is I have all this knowledge I want to learn. Um, now we've gotten to a point where everybody knows all this knowledge is there and people have gotten complacent and lazy because they don't need to have knowledge. They don't need to actually learn anything because if they want to know something, I'll go to google.com and I'll tell me, I'll tell you what Google says. Um, hey Ed, good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you from the London? But, um, but yeah, so it seems like to me, uh, and you're, you're pretty, internet savvy ed it it seemed like you to you too that um people are complacent they have all this knowledge and they just don't want to use it or people are intent on their own devices and their own desires and when things outside of their own devices and desires come up in subject of conversation they're at a loss they truly are i mean you can't have a a fairly intelligent conversation with well, most people nowadays. I mean, I, I'm not going to narrow it down to age or sex or anything else. I'm just going to say most people because they've been so inured into this, this hedonism. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's hedonism. You know, earlier you all, you all were talking about uh, the difference between the left-wing media and the right-wing media. Okay, I my experience has been that I can clearly see where the Republicans desire money because it brings them power. The Democrats or the left, they desire power because it brings them money. See, there's they have kind of almost the same goals, but they're different in their approaches and their end results, I'd say. I mean, that, and that includes the media, the politics, the everything, everything. I mean, I've, I've dealt with Democrats and they want power over people because that, that makes them rich. And I've dealt with Republicans and they want as much money and donations as they can get because that gives them power over people. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with that. 
I mean, it's uh, but at the end of the day, they all want money. Right. Democrats, Republicans doesn't matter because uh, if you can control the money, you can control the people unless the people find other ways of financing things. That's why, you know, Adam talks about crypto so much and getting away from the, the, the fiat currency that we have. Uh, currently and you know taking that power from the government you take that power from the government with their control over money and be, you'd be amazed at how much um, how much you're going to try working for the people again to try to get that favor back so right now they don't have to work for us because they can control us but if they have to work for us then we get more freedom people don't understand how free they truly are they don't they don't exercise their freedom I mean, freedom, you know, it's like muscles. You have to exercise them in order to make them strong and grow. Your rights are like that, too. You have to exercise your rights, make them strong and grow. If you don't, they'll, like muscles, they'll atrophy and they'll die and they'll become unusual, un unusable. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's the same thing with your brain being the biggest muscle that people don't use. Hey, Joey's back. Joey's back. Or Hi, it looks beautiful. Look at the clouds behind you. It's gorgeous. Ed. I love it. I'll be back. Well, between, between Twitch and the FBI, the Lanai is about the only place I can get a signal. Let's, I let's give off. a round of applause for Ed's 4K video right now. It looks fantastic. I know. Ed. Man, that is incredible, Ed. Wow, look at you go. That's from the phone that I was forced to buy when the FBI took mine. See, silver lining. <laughs> See, they didn't take something from you. They 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 gave you the opportunity for something new, right? They definitely put right. me over the edge because the other yeah. one it had a, it had a cracked screen, but it was still functional. So, but it just it it had no no storage, so it kept filling up with all of the conversations from Telegram. And I was every day I had to delete stuff and go through and and empty caches and stuff just to get enough room to work on the phone with the new phone. It's got plenty of room and it does everything. So yeah, there, there were some pluses there with the minuses. It just, you know, the limiting, limiting my, uh, my communications, uh, dampening the, the issues that they don't want said out loud. You know, we've seen recently in the news where they're admitting that they're intercepting, are texts between private individuals and either deleting words in them, changing words in them, doing something to what our communications are, okay? I am a United States Army veteran. I am an honor graduate of the United States Army Signal Corps, okay? And I know how important that communication is. I mean, in Fort Gordon, Georgia, the communication center where I, where I took advanced individual training, they have a motto that says that Congress can make a, com a leader, but communications make him a commander. Okay. Yeah. Uh, communication is key in every relationship, I think. I, and, and no matter what, you hear more relationship and you think romantic, you know, the world's program, but no relationship, any of them, with your boss, with a stranger, with the guy at the 7-Eleven, uh, to 7-Eleven, I guess there, but, but no communication is key in everything. And, and the power that be know that. And when they communicate with us, they do it in such a way that it affects our perspective 
Well, let's you let's don't forget that? that don't just not just the communication. It's the fact that they can strip our communications. They they put into place the the ability to send us amber alerts, right? But sure, the amber alert in itself is a good thing. But they can force messages on us at will. It doesn't have to be an amber alert. They can use that same system to force any message on us. Look at the insurrection in Egypt when they the government shut down cell service, so people couldn't text, they couldn't call out, they couldn't get help, they couldn't let anybody else. No, the internet was down. They they shut off communications with Egypt, so the outside world didn't know what was happening in Egypt. If Egypt can do that, and you think that our government can't do it, they already have blackout spots. Uh, if they did the, it on nine eleven. They did it back in two thousand and one. You couldn't get a hold of anybody on a landline or on a cell phone. There was no going in or out. Cell phones were pretty crude at that point in time. But yeah, they they they've been doing it. They can. They did it. I think they did it January 6th. I told you I was texting everybody that I knew may be on site, worried that my kid might be on site, which he wasn't, thank God. Uh, and I couldn't get through to any of them. Everybody's phone, including his father's, which made me think that they were there. We went straight to voicemail. Everybody's phone, straight to voicemail. Okay, from a control perspective, what's more important than censoring the ideas you don't want to be spread. That's changing someone's communication just slightly, them knowing that a power greater than them has changed their communication slightly and them accepting it. Now, see, this is much more important than them just accepting, okay, if I say the wrong thing, they won't let it through, so I'll just tailor my speech. This way, they want you to know that they are tailoring your speech and you are complying with that. And then the tailoring gets greater and greater. You give them an inch and they'll take a mile. And then before you know it, you're not saying what they don't want you to say. Just on you into that Stockholm syndrome, you know, <laughs> that's essentially what it was uh, for viewers or listeners who don't know Stockholm syndrome is when you start to, sympathize with your abuser and protect and defend them and this whole country i would argue majority is stuck in a perpetual state of stockholm syndrome president presidential alert i forgot my twitter login i'm just gonna use this from now on p.s hillary smells <laughs> oh Joe, 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 we're going to see. And you're right, Aunt. they've got the access to that. So any nut job on the wrong day can can figure out how to access that and do whatever the hell they want. Well, think about it. If 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 everybody in the country gets a message like an Amber from the president, say this is your president speaking and I have determined that, you know, Donald Trump is a traitorous treason and we're going to and. I say that he committed this horrendous, or horrendous act, and so we're going to try him for it. Well, the president said it has to be true, right? I mean, even people that are that that maybe maybe not the hardcore Trump fans, but the the people that are kind of they they just don't like the Democrats, right? They're going to be like, wow, a president our president said that. This must be true. They must have some good it evidence. They're going to encounters broadcast is what it would end up being like, you know, everyone, when they broadcast close encounters, people actually thought there was an alien baby going on. Like they really thought that over the radio. It would be the same thing as that. It's alert. 
oh my oh. god, the, the, you know, evacuator well, or do this, and people would right away. Well, well, Ed might be old enough to remember, like when they had like the War of the Worlds on the radio, uh, when they it was oh, a radio right. program, and yeah. and everybody thought that you said everybody thought that was real because it was on the radio. Mm-hmm. It was not something they had done before. People really thought that aliens had invaded New York and Chicago. The people that didn't live there, they literally because the radio told them so. And I mean, that's that's a real thing. If if the media says it, people will believe it, whether there's basis and truth in it or not. And that's why. Uh, in media, it's very dangerous to know what you're saying without, I mean, even us, and we, we are a media presence. So we have to be careful that we're not giving out information that's too misleading, that's going to, you know, be interpreted in the wrong way because people take what we say to heart. You're the king of misleading medical information. What are you talking about? <laughs> it might have been that way up until the 70s, but I'll tell you what. Nowadays, with CNN, there's nothing that can come across a commercial uh, television station that I can accept as reality without going and doing personal research for at least an hour. Jim, where are you finding Jim Papa's backup? Where are you finding these posts? These are hilarious. Uh, Jim found okay. some emergency, some some. Some satirical emergency alerts sensors. This is this is comedy. This is satire um, from Obama. Hey, Donnie, can you ask ET? I left my phone in Area 51. Emergency alert from Donald Trump. He said Bigfoot took it and locked himself in his room, but he doesn't know the password. George Bush chimes in. Yo, fellas, this ain't the group chat. <laughs> Donald Trump, what the fuck? Oh, shit. You know, in 2016, 2016, I said repeatedly, I would vote for a blind left-handed monkey and rather see a blind left-handed monkey be president than Hillary Clinton. Okay? I said it many times. I wished we had elected a blind left-handed monkey instead of Donald Trump just because it was that obvious. Noda would have won the election. Noda, none of the above. Nobody would have won if the numbers were done properly. The majority of the voting population didn't even go to the polls. You can't tell me anything about elections because I'm the only one in the United States currently that has standing to sue the federal government over the election situation because of our win against this the Libertarian Party of Arizona <laughs> against Maricopa County in the state of Arizona in 2008 which I participated in, and we won that lawsuit. So I have standing to go sue them federally. I just don't have the money to do it. Mm. Well, yeah, I like this one. Did you see this one? President alert, big titty goth girl. Wait, this isn't Google. <laughs> Guys, just ignore this. You know what? Phones are now illegal. So just please give your phone to the nearest police officer. <laughs> <laughs> I will take one to be two goth girls. <laughs> hey, can I promo my show tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. What are you going to come for us tomorrow? Tomorrow is all about the audience. Okay, I am going to I'm going to use every comment that comes across the wire. I'm going to be my own co-host and my own comment commentator. I got a contest set up and everything and i'm gonna run show and i'm just gonna have a blast y'all are welcome to drop by and say hi anytime you want to you know jim let me know when somebody's backstage we'll pop you on for a short time or whatever or even a long time if you want to stay but it's all going to be about everybody else it's not about ed 
before last time it was about Ed. This time it's about you out there. Okay. And tell hey you trolls, tell your troll friends to bring it on. Because I'm taking on the trolls, I'm taking on the regulars, I'm taking all comers. I don't care who it is. We're gonna go through the comments, and the show is going to involve everybody that shows up because when I was younger. I saw two bumper stickers in my lifetime that made a difference for me. Okay. Two bumper stickers in my life that made a difference. One of them said, if it has tits or wheels, it'll give you problems. And the other one, and the other one said, those that show up determine what happens. I'll tell you what, no two, no two truer statements have I ever seen in my over 60 years on planet earth and those two right there okay everybody says what can i do to help what can i do to change things show up and be heard okay so everybody come on down you're all invited to the adam versus the man show with hosting by the ed valeo okay and if you don't know who i am Go look at my IMDb page, my internet database movie, internet movie database page set up by the internet movie database people for free because I was in a movie. You're famous, <laughs> love, Ed. Love you to see that movie too. I'll have to get that autograph from you. Huh? Is it for children's eyes and can children watch? Hey, you know, you know, anybody can watch. Yeah, you know, my my favorite autograph. I have a friend of mine that collects autograph has all his life. For my birthday a few years back, he got a child's book of grass by Jack Herrer, God rest his soul, right? Got a copy of it, sent it to Jack and said, Jack, would you please do that? He gave it to me for my birthday. I opened it up on the inside page. There's a caricature of me, and it looks like me right now, you know, with a beard and the long hair and all of this stuff. And it says, to Ed Vallejo, Champion of the Constitution, Jack Herrer. <laughs> oh man, that made me. That's so... great. Oh, 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 oh. hey, it's hey, Ed, Rock Landstone wants to know the name of the movie because they're interested in it. It's it's called For Liberty: How the Ron Paul Revolution Watered the Withering Tree of Liberty. COVID vitamin. Oh, is that it? That was it. Good, good find, Jim. Jim's quick on that button, man. Oh but man, your beard's all short. I just, I want to say, Adam's not here. I'm not gonna lie, I woke up a little anxiety, but our team is so great. You guys are so awesome. The audience is so incredible. Staying active with the comments and yeah, coming, coming, you know, past the. Uh, <laughs> into the middle of the second hour here. I just want to note that, man. I'm, I'm so grateful for this this freedom family, you know, and it extends out to everybody listening and everybody watching. And uh, it is, I, do, I, I've been here, so I don't know, Ed. Is Adam, Adam's not doing the show tomorrow? No, because we're traveling, no. right? No, he's traveling tomorrow. I'm taking care of the show. And uh, Adam has me here specifically to take care of the animals and he did not want you here on the ranch alone. So I hope you felt I hope you felt safe enough with me here. I felt very safe with you, Ed, of course. And of course, with all the fur babies. But uh, 
they bark at everything, right? I don't know how much they'll alert me to into an outside presence. They will they will not attack, they will attack kiss any <laughs> trespassers. I truly do believe that. <laughs> I truly do believe that. Moose girl, you're a rock star. Oh, you are. You guys are rock stars. I'm excited to see everybody uh, tune in tomorrow. And we are taking calls the last half hour of the show here. So, Jim, if you want to pop the link up. Um, I did want to get to a couple more headlines. I'll duck out. See you later. Thank you, man. I will see you in a little bit, brother. Yep. Um, I wanted, wanted to get on to some good news because, you know, smallpox freaking the plague uh you know the, the best gymnast in the world having to step down because she can't medicate it. she sees fit and compete at the same time says the olympics what else oh un discriminating against the entire cannabis industry like that's all just a wave of bad news we're over that we're well into the second hour um and let's let's put some smiles on some faces now um this one comes from petapixel.com First time I've actually heard of this website. But um, this one's pretty cool and pretty random. A photographer catches a whale reaching next to a fishing boat. Look at this. This is incredible. This thing's like eight times the size of this fishing boat. The photographer was on a whale watching trip when he unexpectedly captured incredible photos of a large humpback whale exploding out of the water right next to an unsuspecting fisherman on his boat. Photographer Douglas Croft was in California's Monterey Bay on April 27th, back in 2019, when the memorable moment occurred. It was quite exciting. Salmon season concludes with the time when humpbacks are returning to Monterey Bay to feed for the summer. And there were hundreds of boats on the bay fishing, Croft said. Humpback whales will all do a series of breaches. So when Croft spotted this whale doing jumps, he made sure he was ready. Like, what a capture. People are like, Look, look, if if this guy got this picture and we don't have a picture of Bigfoot yet, I call bullshit. Look at that. That is marvelous. And that fisher is damn lucky his boat didn't capsize. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Could you imagine? Uh, best whale watching expedition ever, right? I'd have been terrified, you guys. Like, I'd have been terrified. At, you know, it would have been like when I'm driving through Grand Junction. I don't know if you've ever driven through Grand Junction um, in Colorado, but it's it's scary. It's it's kind of uh, you know it, it, you know mid level scary road. Uh, 420 Pat Rock Free Willy. Yes, that's, that's where that's why I recognize that. You're right. Too unique. We have about as much evidence for Bigfoot as as what. As I missed the end of that comment, as we do for EVEs, yeah, we've got enough. I mean, we've got enough evidence to prove the government's lying to us, but nobody's nobody's doing anything about that. Uh, no, this whale thing, though, I, I I'm I'm taken back. Um, I've been watching or got done watching Black Sails, which was an awesome docuseries, not docuseries, an awesome series uh, based on historical facts. Um, and and I'm, I'm thinking like these pirates, right? 13, 1400s out there on these ships. And that happens right next to you. Like 
I totally get where all these sea monster legends came from. Like, if you had no idea of a whale's existence, okay, and this thing just breached and arced right there next to your boat, powering higher than any of your sails. Well, that's a sea monster. Kevin Lewis says, fuck the whales, save the boobs, what did a whale ever do to you? A new breast cancer shirt theme. Why do we don't want to fuck the whales? That's ugh, that fucking whales violates the nap. <laughs> now that might be a cute slogan. Um, speaking of slogans, keep the comment contest entries coming. Jim, pop up the kitten again. Let's see Fury. And Adam took this picture so perfectly. It's even got room for whatever the comment contest winner is today. We are actually going to meme and post that and give you credit from all of the applicable Adam versus the man site. So what's Fury saying there? Please keep the comment contest coming. We're going to meme this picture and post it with your entry and credit. Um, wow, we've only got 30 minutes left in the show. I am long-winded. My teachers used to tell me I talk too much in school, but my public speaking teacher and my English teachers, they loved me. They freaking loved me. A um, couple more headlines today. I feel like we got a good good number of, of headlines. I don't like I don't like skimming through them all. You guys usually have awesome input on whatever we're reading, so I like to stop and get your input here um this one comes from magic 105.3.com oh, jim freedom your tech teacher would be ashamed i know right my tech teacher wouldn't even know shit about this though my tech teacher was teaching me like sauce and stuff that's how old i am anyway magic 105.3.com nasa confirms meteor Traveling over 30,000 miles per hour, exploded over Texas. Wow. That's phenomenal. Um, and there's no article here. This is just a video of this spectacular meteor going across the sky. July 25th. Like, we freaked out. This, this is obviously a reenactment of said meteor, not the actual footage of. Um, I wish I would research this a little bit more. If anybody got some actual footage of this, apparently it happened around 9 p.m. Texas Storm Chaser said on social media that the meteor could be seen in parts of Oklahoma as well. Interesting. Allow well, Boom accompanied the sighting when the meteor exploded. Anybody in Texas hear I don't know. A video of the media was captured by residents driving dash cam and home security cameras. I should have brought that stuff up for you guys. Unfortunately, I didn't. I fail. I fail. Um, but at least the media exploded over the sky. Oh, Jim wins, though. Jim wins. God bless America. Look at that thing go. Mm. That's pretty. I wish you could hear the at the end. Mike Freeman, everyone pitch in $10 to get her a decent connection. For real, super chats 
oh, we can't start chat today. Head on over to Patreon. Just come be our patron, be our guest, get in at least the $10 level, and you can do the Producers Club um, website. Chris, we need to finish the website. If it was finished, we could put a donate link. We send you there to the donate link, um, but we're having a lot of tech issues. It's it's a thing. Sorry, guys, but thanks, Mike Freeman, for the shout-out. If we are, oh, we are on Jim Freeman's channel. Maybe we can super chat on there. Jim, how can the guys donate? How can people donate to us here? Is there an avenue? Patreon.com, Adam versus the man. That's where we're at right now, you guys. Um, <laughs> we're getting there. We're getting this all put together. It actually is almost all together, except for the website. You know who you are. <laughs> but I love you anyway. Um, oh, Mike Freeman, super chat for a dollar. There we are. So this super chat is still going. You can donate that way. If you become a Patreon, um, you will get access soon to behind-the-scenes footage as soon as we get the studio done, which is right around the corner of the website set up. But right now we're streaming on Odyssey. We are streaming on YouTube when they let us. We're streaming on Twitch, Facebook, Periscope, Periscope, Twitter, same thing. Um, and we're trying to span out to other platforms. Um, also new from recently, you can um, hear us every day on your favorite podcast networks, you know, iTunes, uh, Google, Pod chase. I, I don't even know all of them, but you you search Adams of the Man, you can find that everywhere. And you can also donate to Jim Freeman on Cash App if you want to put that back up. Jim Freeman's cash tag is Activist for Peace. Keep track of that. All right, a couple more headlines here. Um, and again, anybody's welcome to dial in. We've got about 20 minutes left in the show here and all going pretty smoothly except for this connection apparently um more news from the sky on usa today keep your eyes to the sky twin meteor showers could produce fireballs this week <laughs> not fireballs the candy that you used to try to tolerate when you were a kid those things are so gross fireballs actual balls of fires in the sky a pair of meteor showers will appear in the night sky this week, one of the few opportunities to see one during the warm summer. The showers, known as Southern Delta Aquarius, yeah, and the Alpha Capricornids, we'll go with that, are set up to peak Wednesday night into early morning Thursday, AccuWeather said. The Southern Delta Aquarians will produce 12 faint meteors per hour on average in the southern sky, according to the Griffith Observatory, an hour or two before dawn is usually the best time to watch this shower. Uh, I'll be waking up early then. Wow, that's going to be incredible to see over, our, over Gardenia. I'm sorry you're missing it. That's sad. We'll see, uh, we'll see how good the new phone does time lapse tomorrow morning and see if we can catch some awesome meteor pictures from gardenia these incredibly bright fireballs could light up the entire sky for a few fleeting seconds according to accuweather moonlight could wash out some of the dimmer meteors once the moon rises around midnight so keep your eyes off the moon at all times accuweather said and head to a dark area far away from city lights to maximize viewing conditions well what do you know i know the perfect place for that I do. 
It's on top of the Lenai where Ed was just broadcasting from in Gardenia. And I'm stoked to see this meteor shower there tomorrow. Looks like this will only be in the Southern Hemisphere though. Um, so for those of you in the Northern part of the country, sorry, sorry. But with the wonders of technology, you can probably tune into your buddy's live stream or NASA or AccuWeather and likely see some kind of footage of this. The link, all the links that we've gone over today are in the private producers club. Also in the public telegram, lt.me backslash Adam versus the man, 420 Pat Rock, meteorites could end the Fed. That's accurate. I mean, I can't argue with that. Meteorites could definitely end the Fed. Unfortunately, they would probably end a lot of things in a good radius of the Fed, too. And I've got a lot of friends. I got a lot of friends that live in like a 20 mile radius of the Fed. So I look, we have to go in there and like do a underground railroad Robin Hood esque mission out of DC before I'd be comfortable with meteors taking out the Fed. Um, but good idea, Pat Rock, good idea. So let's bring Ant back on camera for a minute. Ant's been watching the comments. I think I think we're all having technical issues a little bit today, aren't we? Oh, I've had some. Yeah, there's that buffer. We're all having technical issues today. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, anything good going in the comments, sir? Um, the the tactical assault kitten was a good one. I like the Garfield one, but we really haven't had a whole lot of uh, entries for the uh, for the little kitty or uh, Fury. Is that what that one's name is? That is Fury. Yes, we have Fire and Fury that way. So um, when China acts up, we can introduce them to Great Fire and Fury. And they're getting big, so they're almost, they're, they're, they're getting bigly. They are almost great. Look at that face. We just need to get them a tactical vest. You've seen those tactical vests that make for like cats and dogs to turn them into assault kittens and assault puppies? I have. We can put a laser on its head. Cats with freaking lasers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Adam can't, uh, Possess a firearm, right? But can Fury possess a firearm? Is he a felon? I don't know. What's the, does anybody know the laws on animals possessing firearms? Animals have rights too. Um, I mean, so? I've seen pictures and and um, the the tactical vests. I've seen animals holding firearms on their vests before. Have you seen this? I have. So that's what I'm, I'm wondering. Maybe that's a good workaround. I'm, I, don't quote me on this and go get yourself arrested now. But I'm just saying that might be a good legal defense. Like, I didn't possess you know? a firearm officer. My dog did. That, that's not me. <laughs> and if there's, like, five people and one dog, burden of proof is on them to who the owner is, right? And is the owner responsible for the firearm at that point? Like, what? I mean. That's, uh, Whoa. Well, that's like a total stoner like question. Like, yeah, man, how? And but I'm sure there's an actual answer to this question, though. <laughs> I told you, I, I just because I don't smoke anymore, I used to smoke. I have all I have all kinds of stoner questions like this. Like, hmm, how can we get around this? Like, well, I didn't do it, officer. My my dog did. You know, Nico, would you with a firearm? I don't think I don't think my old girl would want to carry one. She has one of these uh, fun <laughs> service dog vests uh, that look very tactical. Go. Oh, nice! <laughs> Love that. There's actually a brand called Arm the Animals. 
and it's a bunch of pictures of like kittens with rifles and baseball bats with nails and I'm, I'm assuming that it's an animal activist thing but I might dump some cash on some shirts with kittens holding semi-automatics because who doesn't want a shirt with a salt kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> dangerous weapon right there. That is a danger. Cats are dangerous. If we arm cats, though, think about it. They're already little well, assholes. Like You know what I think is funny about, about cats and dogs, right? So puppies are born, and they're helpless, and they... And you could, if you pound on a puppy, you just sit there and cry, right? A kitten's born, and almost from day one, they're already fighting. They're they they wake up, they're born with violence on their mind, like they they're they rape or violence as soon as they're born. They, yeah, they they, they, they don't fuck around. They, they, as soon as that kitten opens his eyes, he's ready to fight. Puppy, no, it takes a long time to get a puppy to want to fight. Kittens, nope they they wake up and they choose violence every single day. Every day. There's a true fact. Read this on the back of a snap. Look at white police cats. There's a reason they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, it makes you wonder because, and you're right, like back to that, like cops have to carefully train dogs to attack people. Like it's a, it's not in their nature. I mean, it's in their nature to attack when they're defending something, but it's not in their nature to just. Domesticated dogs without humans, 90% of domesticated dogs would die without humans. Domest domesticated cats without humans would do just fine. They actually don't need humans. And they're the, one of the only animals other than humans that hunt for fun. Most other animals yes. hunt for survival. Cats hunt for fun. They just like, I'm going to go kill this thing. Just I, I'm bored. I'm going to go kill this thing. Humans you know? and cats, you're right. That was my, that, we're the only, a cat will kill a mouse and leave it right where it lies and walk the fuck away from it and go kill something else for no reason. Like, it's not a defense thing. It's not a, it's just a, hey, I'm going to fucking kill you thing. And like, yeah, that's, cats are brutal, dude. Br that, that's true nature of a cat right there, perfectly depicted in that classic gif. God, that one's been along for, it's been around since, since I was knee high to a, a modem. <laughs> You posted a text story in the producers club, didn't you? Uh, I I did post a text story um, in the producers club. It's more along the lines of what we were talking about earlier with like global warming change and everything. In six different states right now, you cannot get um, basically pre-built gaming computers because they determined that the energy usage on them is too great and too much strain. So they have banned the this by uh, purchasing them in like California and a few other states, which they take no consideration. What if you make your own power? What if you're on your own grid? Why do they have the right to judge what electronics you can buy? Because it might strain their grid. And especially when you're all green, there was neighborhoods and I was in Colorado that the entire neighborhood, every house, the roof was completely covered in solar panels. And I yeah, know there's stuff like that in California. That. So if you're not hurting the grid with your computer, then why are we banning the sale of such computers to California other than another form of control. Yeah, you're right. There's Colorado's good on that. There's places out in like Celaya, out there, the actual South Park. Uh, South Park's a town called Fairplay. 
uh, in Colorado, which I've been through. It's the Jenki. It, it is a little podunk town. It's cute. But um, there's a river that goes through there, and there's actually houses built on the river that still have water wheels that I would assume is producing electricity for them. Like there are so many different ways that it, it, the government, uh, the cities, Babylon is using the stuff with the huge footprint, right? The stuff that's dangerous. But I'd argue that most people living in rural America, no way. Uh, D.W. Vincent, what the fuck? They don't want anyone with a powerful PC. Is oh, 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 D.W. Vincent, that's a good. Yeah, there's that, right? You have that powerful PC. When they decide to start controlling the internet, you'll be able to maybe get around it or, or do more processing or downloading. Well, or you upload. can still buy the. So it's it has to do with the the graphics cards, right? The GPUs. So the GPUs that we have are they use a lot of power. That's the main processing unit not the, the cpu believe it or not on most modern computers the gpu is the is more important than the cpu so they're banning yeah, you right. can buy the gpu separately and they don't ban those but if they're in a computer already then you can't ship that computer out so they're counting on people not knowing how to do this it the swap on a gpu with the firmware and the hardware maybe take you 20 minutes yeah, are you but familiar most people with don't this? work on their own equipment where are you from? What is this thing called? I, I, I heard it in the nomad community a lot. Um, Blackberry Pi or something? Something. Raspberry Pi? That one. Raspberry Pi. Wait, and it's a way that you can connect to the internet, process shit, and like do well, computer stuff without a computer? Are you familiar well, with Raspberry Pi is like it's like its own little CPU processing chip, like kind of all in one, and you people use raspberry pi for various things like uh like the little handheld like eight bit games that you get you know for like ten dollars at the walmart like the old school graphics like you, you could program one of those with raspberry pi right so it's okay. so like or like the old school like uh i think now you get like street fighter you know but like you use a raspberry pi machine you can do that you can basically program it and they're they're very small very compact but they allow you to program things that are pretty complex for how little of a package it is. It's kind of an all-in-one thing. It's a very small graphics uh, deal uh, with a very small CPU, but you're able to do a lot with it. Uh, average Raspberry Pi probably has more technology in it than the first space shuttle that we sent to the moon. Wow. Wow. And, and I think when I heard this in the Nomad community, and my mind's kind of jumbled, but I believe it was connected with... No, and you know what? Somebody made a comment on Adam's Facebook page about it recently um, in regards to internet connectivity. He said, all you need is a Raspberry Pi and something else, and you, you'll be able to get service wherever. We need, we need to know about that. Are you, is that a thing with these? Can you, can you connect to the internet with these things? You, you can, but you're not. In order to get a real connection, you're still going to need a computer. Raspberry Pi is is literally for small. It's a small device deal. So you can, in limited amounts, uh, probably like like a pager. You can have it like set like old pagers where there's enough processing power that you could program oh. a pager. But so DW Vincent uh, says the they need the GPUs for the Ford trucks that Ford has. They have none. It's not the GPUs. There is a chip shortage. Um, but it's not the GPUs. GPUs are a different kind of chipset. That's a graphics processing unit. Ford isn't missing the graphics processing unit. They're missing the actual microchips that go into their 
like a Raspberry Pi system, like our, our the automotive. It's not Raspberry Pi and automotive, but it's something similar. But it's Raspberry Pi is more geared towards the consumer, like individual, not a big company. But it, they are missing microchips and their processing chips is what they're missing that control their body control modules, that control their, uh, you know, uh, the ABS modules. Yeah, there's so uh, many there different like computers. Back order on these things right now or something. Right. So there, there's thousands and thousands of vehicles, not just Ford, all the, all the manufacturers that have these vehicles that are complete other than the fact that they don't have the parts to, for their computer system. Oh, We've become so, so reliant on computer lines. systems for fuel mileage and for safety wow. and everything else. And now we can't get the parts that we need to actually have vehicles. I was trying to buy a truck the last I don't know, a few months trying to trade my truck in a different one and used cars right now are so high price because you can't buy a new car because there's a chip shortage. Wow. I wonder how market manipulated that is. Yeah, I just ran into that with, with this thing. This, this beautiful G20 conversion, man. I fucking love this fan. I bought it with 100,000 miles on it. It had brand new transmission just back in 2000 and it didn't move for 10 years. It was garage kept and beautiful. And of course it needed some work, right? After being garage kept, it took me three shops and four months, okay? Tires, I did front suspension stuff, all the rubber bushings and shit up there, calipers, uh, brake lines, a new fuel tank. Um, and, and, and what was hardest to find was this ABS control module switch. So it was, you know, minor repairs. It's a, it's a Chevy van for fuck's sakes. It's actually what they teach you to work on cars in. And, and because nobody could get a hold of parts, um, we ran into this. Um, the Southern Patriots Association is tuning in on YouTube. Uh, hello to you guys. The dealership, Toyota, just bought my dad's Tacoma back from him. For three thousand more than he paid for it a year ago. Yeah, I that's a thing. I was actually working my background's in automotive service management. I worked in the shop through high school in Votech, and I ended up managing the shop um, until I decided, you know, that I didn't like selling my soul to corporate America anymore. But um, there were when I worked for Toyota, they were buying back people's vehicles because the rear differentials were going out, like on everybody's. They try to replace them if you couldn't. They buy your car back for more than it was worth so that, you know, it kind of paid for your troubles, I suppose. I, I don't know what the decision-making well, process is behind well, that. Because what, what you, what? In, in contrast, uh, when there's a recall, they will actually do the math and see, hmm, if we just let this part go haywire and, X, you know, 5,000 cars is going to be affected, can we afford to compensate their medical bills and their time and trouble? Um, is that cheaper or is recalling and replacing all the parts cheaper? Like they'll actually make that determination on people's lives and safety versus how much it's going to cost them. Well, I think more of what he's talking about right now is more of like I was saying, because you can't buy new cars right now. Used car prices have gone through the roof. Um, uh, it, the real thing that's funny to me is that um, some of these dealerships are still offering pre-car bubble prices to buy your car from you. So say your car books at $15,000 normally, you know, so they'll offer you 15,000 for it. But if you go online, you can't find that same car for less than 25,000. So they're going to put it back on the lot for 25,000 or $10,000 markup on a used car. We're in a car bubble. That's a thing. For real, for real. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I got it. I mean, this is a trickle down from COVID. 
from the shutdowns, not from COVID, the virus, from the ridiculous shutdowns and bullshit decisions that the government made around it and restricting businesses and restricting movement. And it was a hard bubble. I have, wow, you see, this makes me even more connected emotionally with the mobile command unit here, dude. I mean, I, I'm so happy that I got into this thing. Um, I, I haven't had my own vehicle in fucking years. Three, I think. Um, government regulatory. Blah, totally a story for a different show. Um, but yeah, I just got this thing in February, and now all of a sudden there's a vehicle bubble. I, um, I did good then, huh? I did good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, buying any vehicle right now, especially... For under 200,000 miles, there's a huge markup on used vehicles right now. So, so I'll be, I'll be transparent on it. In total, buying this vehicle and then getting all that nonsense done to it that I just told you I got done. Um, basically, all front end suspension, tires, gas tank, and electrical issue, calipers too, brake lines. Um, not, yeah, the fuel lines. Um, I... Still spent less than seven thousand dollars. Your 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 audio's really kind of cutting up, so we might we might go ahead and just wrap it up because by the time you get rebooted, it's going to be time anyways. Um, so why don't you, wanna... you take a minute and highlight some comments? I'll reload and we'll get you back on. All right, sounds good. All right, everybody. Yeah, sorry technical difficulties. You know how technology is. We're talking about technology, and then it. It goes out on us. Um, yeah, Southern Patriots Association. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up real quick just to do. He's on here commenting, so I figured we would. Uh, we'll do him a favor. Uh, and a comment contest. Also, let's get some more in on this uh, on Fury here. Uh, caption this photo. Um, Southern Patriots Association. If anyone's interested in being friends with local patriots and preppers in your county state, to check out his channel. Um, thank you for tuning in with us, uh, Southern Patriot Association. Um, Jim, if you want to come on with, oh, we got, we got Joey back. Kinda. Am I back? Am I audio good? Your audio is a little bit better. All right. Well, Jim, let's get some produce, producer notes and, uh, wrap this, wrap okay. this awesomeness up. I hope you enjoyed. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. T.me forward slash Adam versus man has all the links for the show. Patreon.com forward slash Adam versus Matt. You can financially support the show. Instagram at the Garden of Freedom is the tag. Homefrontbattlebuddies.com where all of your donations are tax deductible. Damn it, I did it again. I'm going to kill myself. Not really. That's stupid. Uh, theft deductible. <laughs> I got to I gotta get that into my brain. TheCrypto6.com. Visit it. Uh, write Mr. Nobody a letter and GoGreenEnergyOnline.com. Do it yourself. Solar panel education. Thanks for joining everybody. Awesome, Jim. Well, I don't know how my audio is, guys. Um, hopefully, you can hear me okay. Um, thank you for hanging in there the whole time with me. Um, again, Ed will be hosting the show tomorrow while Adam travels home to Gardenia. Adam, we can't wait to see you tomorrow. Um, get some rest. Everybody deserves a break. Um, Jim, why don't you... Uh, Cue up the music and we'll take us out of here. Uh, reminding you guys to pass joints, not judgment, because we're all in this together. 
Let's <laughs> go.